It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge weekend of Scottish Cup and lower league action. Hibs Motherwell is today's quarter-final offering before Rangers St Johnson, Aberdeen Dundee United and Kilmarnock St Mirren in the coming days. Hearts confirmed they will lift the Championship trophy today after calls not to and the top of League One is heating up with a number of teams including Partick Thistle and Falkirk all chasing the title. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, spoiled for choice this afternoon, Gordon DL. Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Congratulations to Hearts on winning their title They'll be a welcome addition to the Premiership next season And they are right to lift the trophy You never know if this trophy is the one and only trophy you get to lift in your career Edinburgh is the game's capital today Hibs and Motherwell makes for an outstanding Scottish Cup tie Hibs have created a record by losing two Cup semi-finals In two competitions covering two different seasons since last October there's a duck out there waiting to be broken But Graham Alexander and the mighty well are standing in the way Yeah, and we've some great fixtures in the Championship Also Dundee in third place take on Second place Wraith Air trying to avoid a relegation playoff spot Take on Queens Dunfermline are trying to secure a playoff spot Also player Brove who are two points above the playoff drop at the bottom Morton in ninth The biggest game of the season Take on relegated Alloa And congratulations to Hearts yeah, League One's the interesting one for me today, Gordon, with Partick Thistle against Airdrie. Everyone thinks it's between Thistle, Falkirk and Cole for that title, but if Airdrie beat Thistle today, they go within a point. Spare a thought for Oldies Five, who missed out on the top five, who could have potentially still been in the running. They missed out on it, and they're against Dumbarton today. See, there's one extra in the building today. There's usually only three of you. We've got four because, you know, short on games and why not? The, the more the merrier. But I'm just wondering, you know, Hugh gave us an opening gambit, then Alex, then Mark. You ain't left to say. You want to tell us no, about the I'm weather? Just, or... I'm, I'm enjoying the show already. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go with what the lads said there. That's good. Thanks I, for I that. echo their sentiments. But I will uh, enjoy the show up to five o'clock and then the massive game, Hibs v Motherwell. Bit of nerves creeping in already gone Yeah a bit of a strange, strange schedule today But we do have big games in the Championship The lower leagues in Scotland The Scottish Cup kicks in a bit later on With Hibs and Motherwell And as I'm sure you know The rest of those quarter-final ties Taking place across the weekend But we are here as always Until 6 o'clock You can get in touch all afternoon On Twitter at Clyde SSB And the open line will be here at 5 o'clock So get ready to speak to the guys And let us know what is on your mind Let's start by taking a look at some of the fixtures we do have this afternoon at three o'clock. Let's go straight to the capital, Hearts against Inverness, and speak to Fraser Wishart. Good afternoon, God, and afternoon, everybody. And uh, as you were just debating, the big story this week for Hearts was would they lift the trophy? And you can perfectly understand why Hearts and their supporters are still very angry. But after much deliberation, I agree with you, they've made the right decision and they will pick up the championship trophy, but with little celebration. And sadly, I think it's a sign all the acrimony between the 42 clubs this time last year has some way to go before all those relationships are actually improved. It's been a strange season for Hearts, almost a means to an end. Just get through the game, just get back into the Premier League next year. And they have done that with games to spare, so perhaps this game is more important to today's visitors in the next Caledonian Thistle. They've had their own problems, they're close to the bottom of the table at one point. John Robertson is, of course, on leave for personal matters. And then Neil McCannery took over, they lost the first few games and they looked in a bit of trouble, but they've turned things around. Are in the fight for the playoffs 
and probably just the last playoff place. They're unbeaten in the last seven games, but I think they have to take something from today's game because it's probably between themselves and Dunfermline for that fourth place with just one point between them at the moment. So a loss here and a Dunfermline victory at home to Abroath would see Caledonian Thistle's hopes for this season's playoffs dashed. I saw the corresponding fixture here in November. 2-1 for Hearts, but I was really impressed by Inverness. I thought they played really well and deserved at least a drawing. Some good young players, the likes of Roddy McGregor and Daniel Mackay. So a platform for them to show how good they are. And of course, on loan, Hibs star Scott Allen. He might just quite enjoy if he can put a spanner in the works for Hearts' big day. Robbie Nielsen's picked a strong team despite the fact they've already won the title. Just one change from the game last week when uh, Gary Mackay Stevens come in for Ewan Henderson. They go for a 3 4 1 2 formation. Craig Gordon in goals, Michael Smith, Craig Halkett, and John Souter at the back. Across the middle, Shea Logan, Aidan McEnough, Peter Haring, and Andy Halliday with Gary Mackay Stevens behind the two strikers, Anon Oldwee and Liam Boyce. Ross Stewart, Stephen Naismith. Andrew Irving, Mihail Pescu, Ewan Henderson, Scott McGill and young 16-year-old Finlay Pollock are on the bench for. In the rest, Cali Thistle made two changes. Brad Mackay failed in his appeal against a red card in midweek, so he misses out and Cammy Harper comes in. And Miles Story replaces Shane Sutherland, who drops to the bench. 4-4-1-1. Mark Ridgers in goals. David Carson, Danny Devine, Robbie Dees and Cammy Harper at the back. Miles Story, Scott Allardyce, Sean Welsh and Daniel Mackay up front with Scott Allen off the main striker, Nikolai Todder off the subs for Cali. Cameron Mackay, Wallace Duffy, Kevin McHattie, Shane Sutherland, Roddy McGregor, James Vincent and Aaron Lyle. And the referee today in the sunshine at Tynecastle is Bobby Madden. So Fraser, just to recap, to confirm, you think that's the right decision. You think fan uh, hearts are right to, to lift that trophy today, despite the calls from some sections not to bother. Yes, I think you have to. Uh, you know, I, I agree with with, with Hart's points about the relegation last year. Remember, my PFA role, we surveyed the players. The players wanted there to be no relegation and their reconstruction. So I, I agree completely with the argument. But we're a year down the line and, and I think sometimes you have to win with grace as well as lose with, with grace and I think the right decision has been made. Yes, there's problems with other championship clubs who maybe voted against them but in the end, as players, respect the players you've played against, respect the players you've beaten to this title and competed against and I, I think it's the right decision by Hearts. I think they made a good, good choice there. Yeah, uh, I cling to the belief and Gordon and Mark and Alex have all managed professionally as well as played professionally. In football, take your successes and celebrate them because one day, trouble will find you. So in the good days, the happy days, celebrate. I totally agree. I mean, a few and far between trophies, a lot of these players may never get to lift one or win a championship again. I think you need to celebrate your successes. And Hearts have had a lot of their fans on their back this season for... Under par performances But for the majority of the season In that league They have been by far the best side And I think they should Go up there Get their medals Get the trophy And celebrate it And celebrate the fact They're returning to the Premier League Can't argue with that uh, Been very fortunate to win the Championship Twice uh, Yeah there were a few players Helped me out Gordon in the time But You're right You've got to celebrate You've really got to go there And uh, and you look back In your career afterwards And you think Of your achievements Mm -hmm. Getting into the Premier League Uh, They're up where they deserve They're a big club Um, I totally agree with What um, Fraser was saying I'm sure that They will have their differences Between You know The SPFL But as players You want to go and celebrate that Alex Briefly Do you agree? I, I can see you nodding yeah, without doubt, Gordon. Just on that, then, yes. because, because I'm sure you're going to kind of echo what the guys have said. Does that not perhaps underline that 
th- th- some of the aspects to this issue because every one of you and Fraser and Hugh, Mark, Al- yourself, Gordon, yeah. all think no, 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 do it, lift the trophy. But loads of Hearts fans don't. So does that does that perhaps show that it's it's easy for for us on the outside to say no, lift the trophy? But if you are emotionally invested yeah. and you went through what the club went through last summer. You may feel a bit different about it Gordon I understand exactly why the fans would be uh, For not lifting the, the trophy They want to show an example They thought as if they were harshly treated I was one of the guys that were sticking up for Hearts last year I thought them, Partick Thistle I thought the, the treatment was diabolical uh, And I was on the show saying that But I don't think that should detract from what happens one year down the line As the guys have said You know, you have to go and win that And Having looking back at a couple of titles that I managed to win, some of the pictures, it's something you want to look at. You've shared that moment with your uh, fellow teammates. And to not do that for a point, because what, what does it prove? Mm. Do you think uh, Neil Doncaster really gives the monkeys what's, what goes on at Tynecastle? I don't think it makes a difference. I think it's time to move on and start building bridges. And they have a bigger issue as well, Gordon, for me. I think they really need to start building mm. for the future. I mean, I guess it's different circumstances as well, because there are no fans, which, which yeah. maybe makes it. I don't know, a bit easier, you know, the statement Hearts put out say that there, there will be no fanfare, no party on the pitch given the absence of fans. What would be an unbelievable situation really would be if that place is full Aye. and then you reject the chance to lift the trophy and everyone <laughs> oh. walks up, you know, that. I wonder Go if on. the absence of fans has, has changed things. Hugh, they say that... Um, carry on. No, I was going to say, fans would want to see it. I, th- I think if the fans were on the ground, they wouldn't have the same groundswell of anger because they're just they're stuck in their houses they're frustrated they can't watch their club and they can't be here I think if Hearts had won this league they would have come here wanting the trophy and they might have made a message to, to the SPFL and the other clubs and in the end remember it was the other clubs you know. so so that, that's the issue there that the fans must have and the club must have but the players have to play against each other and young lads like Andrew Irving you know, when you look at him and people like uh, one or two others that come into the team, they won't have won anything in, in, their whole, in their whole career, and they might not win anything in their career. So, so I, I think they, you have to celebrate it. I think the supporters would be different. If they were in here, they'd want to lift the trophy and show some kind of defiance and be banners and messages. So I think it is different because the, the fans are yeah. not here. Can I just, a, you, you have to win with a bit of grace, you, as well. Yeah, as lose can I just remind everyone, Fraser, that when Dundee United... Uh, as a result of all the decisions that were taken at the time when Dundee United uh, were the champions and promoted Robbie Nielsen, now the Hearts manager couldn't wait to get a photograph taken holding a bottle of Corona beer the, the, the imagery was unmistakable other beers are available Yeah, uh, but he couldn't wait uh, now boots on the other foot now uh, I, I do think mistakes were made but we were dealing with a global pandemic, a situation that was genuinely unprecedented in all of our lives. Mistakes were made at government level. Mistakes were made at football governance level as well. But we have to move on. The world has to move on. Uh, and Hearts, you know, they're making their statement by way of Stephen Naismith lifting the trophy, but no other Hearts player touching it. Okay, you've made your statement. Welcome back to the Premiership. You're one of Scotland's big and great clubs. So you're welcome back. You're very welcome back. Now we need to move on. So are, are we all at least acknowledging, though, that Hearts fans have every right to, yeah. to feel upset? And if they're not willing to forgive and forget yet, that's absolutely fine. But you just don't think these two are necessarily connected? 
Is that, that the gist uh, for, of what we're for saying? Me, for me, that's a fair shout, Gordon. I think it'll be a time as well. And I think uh, Fraser makes a very valid point. It was some of the other teams, some were a lot more vocal. You know, you look at Rave Rovers saying, you know, got on weight and things with the one point. And, uh, you know, some people took it uh, very gracefully. Some people didn't. And I think the fans are having to pick up the pieces. And I think the frustration for people being in the house as well, what will be a culmination of that. But... When you see Tynecastle rocking next year when they're back at the top flight because they are one of the top clubs in Scotland. It has been a year of frustration for yeah. Hearts fans. You know, starting with the pandemic and getting relegated and going through the season, you know, then having a go at the players, wanting the manager out. But this should be a moment of celebration. This, they should actually look at this and say, this is the turning point. We're backing our way up and let's enjoy a day like today rather than say, oh, let's make a point. Let's drag this on into next season and keep casting up. Put it behind you, move on. Because as Alex said, after today, their mind has to turn to the summer and recruitment and they need a, a, a big, big summer to get things right if they're going to compete in the Premiership. Look, look to the future, not the past, Gordon, is my advice. Oh, that's his motto, actually. If he's getting philosophical at quarter past two <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon, oh, you know we're in trouble. Oh, dear me. Fraser, anything else you want to say before I turn him off? I think it just depends how, how murky your past is, does. Anyway, look at it. Listen, on, on, the, on the politics side, all 42 clubs, including Hearts, including Hearts, voted the way to benefit their club. Every one of them. So they can all look and slag each other, but that's what happened. Not one team voted for a system or a, or a, or a, or a decision that was detrimental to their club, including Hearts. So, yeah, move on, move on. And... Uh, and if Hearts say they don't want to forget Then fine I think they were harshly treated We were a year down the line So hopefully things will be better next year Yeah good luck with that um, Let's go to <laughs> some of our other fixtures This afternoon Still in the Championship It's kind of like a, a DL Wilson derby this We've got Air United former manager Gordon DL in the studio And the man who coined the phrase QOS On the show mm. Mark Wilson And Roger Hanna is watching those teams do battle What a day to be at the seaside Roger Oh, it's absolutely terrific. As you can imagine, I mentioned the Dazzler's name when I came in the front door here at Somerset Park Garden and they all looked at me and said, no, we look to the future, not to the past down here, I'm afraid, but <laughs> not, not even the sunshine. Not even the sunshine down by the seaside can disguise the kind of chill wind of a relegation fight at Somerset Park this afternoon, Gordon, because they have been sucked into this dogfight uh, and it's a must-win game for David Hopkins' side. They lost 4-0 to their drop zone rivals at Broth last weekend and they now just head Morton in that dreaded playoff place and goal difference alone. And that, that defeat up at Gayfield it prompted Chairman David Smith to brand the performance embarrassing, unacceptable and gut-wrenching. All that said, three points against QOS today would guarantee the airhead to Inverness for the last round of fixtures on Friday night with their fate in their own hands. Abroth and Morton, they go head-to-head back up at Gayfield in the same night, so something has to give there. But without doubt, Hopkins side, they've made it uncomfortable for them uncomfortable for themselves Gordon after a run of five without a win in the championship and Alan Johnson's Queen in the South they can't be relaxed either because they're only four points ahead of Morton in here and if Morton were to beat Alloa at Capelo Ayr were to beat Queen of the South today suddenly that's just one point ahead of what is really going to be a nervy Friday night you would think uh, for all the teams involved down at the bottom um, and give you the teams here they've got um, PJ Morrison on loan from Motherwell is in goal as a back four Jordan Houston Sam Roscoe the skipper Jack Baird 
Stewart and Patrick Redding. Just in front, it's Aaron Muirhead and Joe Chalmers. And then Mark McKenzie, Luke McCowan and Josh Todd in behind the recalled Michael Moffat. 35 years of age, over 100 goals for Air United in a lengthy career here. But there can't have been too many bigger games at Somerset Park for the fans' favourite. On the bench are Minsky, Murdoch, Miller, Wright, Walsh, Zanata and Barjones. As for Queen of the South, it's Rowan Ferguson in goal. It's a back four of Willie Gibson, Gregor Buchanan, Rhys Breen and James Maxwell on loan from Rangers and impressing a lot of people with his performances this season. Just in front is another ex-Rangers player, Rhys McCabe, with Ayo Obelai and Daniel Pybus. And up top, Connor Shields and Ewan East will support Stephen Doby. On the bench, Layfield, McKee, Fitzpatrick, Goss, Joseph, Jones and the greatest name in Scottish football, Naughty Naughty. The referee at Somerset Park is Nick Walsh. Yep, can't argue with that. I love the look of League One at the moment. I know it's a bit of a disrupted fixture card today, but what it allows us to do is focus on some games that don't often get the attention they deserve. Check out that League One table. It is all to play for at the top and the bottom, and David Friel is keeping an eye on Partick Thistle against Airdrie. Yes, Gordon, it is all to play for, but I think the question is, can anyone stop the Jags juggernaut? They had a really slow start to the season, Ian McCall said. You know, at one stage they're thinking, are they even going to be in the playoffs? But they're now banging form, four wins and four. During that run, they've scored 12, conceded none with Zach Rudd in the star man. He's got five in his last three games. Suddenly, Partick Thistle, for the first time, I'm told, in eight years, are top of a league. They're two points ahead of Falkirk and Cove. They meet today, obviously, as the, as the League One split begins. And I think that will add an edge to the, the, the final four games, all the top teams playing each other. But as Mark Wilson said earlier on, Airdrie aren't out of it yet. You know, they're just four points behind Partick Thistle. And they've got all these teams to play too. They've won four of the last five and they also still have you know, a chance of the playoffs and a chance of the title. Stuart Bannigan's out for Thistle, so that'll be a blow. But Joe Cardo comes in to a 4-4-2. Sneddon's in goals. McKenna, Brownlee, Bell, Foster at the back. Tiffany, Doherty, Gordon. Cardo along the middle with Graham and Zach Rudden up front. Subs are McCready, Williamson, Lyons, Murray, Riley, Niang, Lyon, McIver and Gegan. Airdrie unchanged from the midweek win over East Fife who you know, were so unlucky to miss out in the split they'll go 4-3-3 as usual Curry, Turner, Crichton, Fordyce, McCann at the back O'Reilly, Payton and Mackay in midfield with Gallagher, Roy and Carrick up front Airdrie actually named 9 subs today McNeil, Robert, Connell, Kerr, Sabatini, Walker, Thompson, Ritchie and Stokes so it's you know a really big game here Gordon and I do fancy a party at Thistle but I think Airdrie will give them a, a right good game yeah, looking forward to that and all the games this afternoon. Later on, we do have the first of the Scottish Cup quarterfinals, Hibs against Motherwell, but that is a five o'clock kickoff, so we'll deal with that a bit later on in the show. We've given you team news, and at this time on a Saturday, we always get all the guys involved and look back on some of the week's biggest talking points, so we'll do that next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Alex Ray are in the building We've got the top team, I usually say all around the grounds But we've only got three games at the moment A couple in the Championship We've got one featured match in League One for you as well Now at this time on a Saturday We always take a look back at some of the week's biggest talking points And here's what I did not expect to discuss at this stage on a Saturday On Clyde One Super Scoreboard This time last week, Roger Hanna Had we even heard of the European Super League Yet it's been... Born and killed off And here we are looking back on it With fond memories I'm sure Yeah quite remarkable I, mean, I was in the studio with yourself and Daz On Tuesday night We were discussing it all We were taking calls and it all And within a couple of hours Of the show finishing It was all really collapsed around our ears Before the show itself It's finished There was those, you know, hints that Chelsea and Manchester City Were taking cold feet And then nine 
I think of the original 12, the dirty dozen as they've been called, Gordon, uh, had second thoughts. And it shows you that it really does show you you know, the power of football supporters. You saw it again last night with the scenes outside the Emirates, the protests against Arsenal's ownership. You've seen the, the unfortunate break-in at Manchester United's training ground at Carrington. There's been protests by Chelsea supporters ahead of the game against Brighton in midweek. There was protests outside Ellen Road before Liverpool played on Monday night, and that was even before the, before the plans collapsed. And you would expect some type of fan protest at Wembley tomorrow when two of the dirty dozen Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspur go head-to-head in the Carabao Cup final. Um, the supporters have won the battle this week. Um, I'm not sure, though, they're going necessarily to win the war because in years to come, um, I don't think European Super League will ever be formed in the way it was suggested, where it was going to be a closed shop and there was no promotion or relegation and the same teams would play every season and they would always be safe and secure and taking all the money. But I do think a day will come when what we see as a traditional league structure is really, really changed. Yeah, and there may be parts of that which impact us directly or indirectly, so we'll get to them. Let's sort of go through it step by step. David Field, how do you look back on on the last week for, for football as a whole? Because I think everyone feels that they're they're part of that. It's, it's the game that we love. What, what did we what did we learn about football over the last week? I think what we learned. I think what we learned, obviously, as, as Roger said, that, that clubs and fans of, of all you know it doesn't matter about allegiances, etc. Can come together and and block something like this. But for me, it's a almost a worrying glimpse into the future of what a lot of the owners of these clubs actually want, Gordon. I think they want best v best. They want elite football, but they want it in a closed shop. So they want Real Madrid, doesn't matter how well they're doing their own league, to be playing Bayern Munich or Barcelona. I know Bayern Munich were involved in it, but you, you get my point. They want to see Mbappe v Haaland every week. And I think in one of the reports I read, one of the owners had referred to the, the, the season ticket holders you know whether it's in England whether it's in Spain whether it's in Italy as legacy fans and almost it was like they were yesterday's fans the fans are actually looking for are the young kids in Asia the young kids in the States who you know it's all YouTube clips and you know they, they play FIFA and they want FIFA in real life almost and I think that is the worrying glimpse into the future of you know where does this go because I do think I agree with Roger I think a Super League in some form it won't be as ham-fisted as that attempt will come down the line Fraser Wisher, what did you take away from it with your PFA Scotland hat on? Because I wonder, maybe some people's view on it was be, it shows how unimportant play, players are because you, you had guys facing up to TV cameras and not even really knowing about it, you know, having found out about it the same way as everyone else, being told this is the league that, that you're going to play in. Or could you spin it the other way and say that once players started to come out and, and speak out against it, that that made an impact? What did you take away with your your players union hat what I took away was, was don't underestimate the ability of those who are in charge at the very highest level of the big clubs and, and wherever else to be so out of touch but also to be very very ruthless and, and I think fans can now see what a murky business football can be with, with my PFA Scotland hat on I, I've been in meetings in Brussels and all over, over Europe with you know representing players representing the players across Europe with uh, big clubs big leagues big guys from, from bigger associations and some of the guys from Eastern Europe unions are talking about players not being paid for six months and ten months, unable to leave because the club refuses to release their registration. And you know on the other side of the room they're talking amongst themselves and that, that to me 
told me a lot over the years. They just don't care. They don't care about the player side. They don't really care. It's been taken over again by by entrepreneurs and marketing gurus and people who don't really have a sense of what the sport is about. About competition, about supporters, about players, about talking about it as well. So for me, it was no surprise because that's the way these big clubs act. But let's let's be honest here. You know, UEFA and FIFA are now seen as uh, you know in charge, and they're no paragons of virtue either because FIFA want to have a, a expanded World Club uh, Cup. Where does the money go for that? It's coming from the Middle East, apparently. That's the, the rumours going around. That'll go to the big clubs. The, the Champions League, the new format, what, what, there's not a big difference between that and the European Super League. There's even even room for two clubs to, who don't actually qualify. As I say, Liverpool don't qualify. There could be room for Liverpool to still get in because they've they're been really good over the last five years. So let's, let's not kid ourselves on it. And I think Roger and, and David are totally right. This hasn't gone away. These people who are billionaires, they don't like being told no by anybody they'll come back and they'll try again I think Agnelli from Juventus still thinks it's, it's a fantastic project Barca and Real Madrid haven't exactly apologised or, or pulled out so this won't go away and, and sadly I, I think this is the way the game's going to go we're going to look more at marketing and somebody in, in the Far East or, or, or other parts of the world who can watch a game on their phone rather than the people that pay for their season tickets and local fans and that's the way it's going to go sadly but uh, for me I think it was a good idea Sorry, it's a good thing in a sense of Everybody can see that this is what goes on on a daily and weekly basis in football behind the scenes and in darkened rooms. Clearly, the closed shop nature of it, Hugh, really just clashed with what mm. we all we all consider to, to be great about competitive sport and, and football in general. That that's the sporting side of it, though. Is there an air of of hypocrisy or selective outrage? We would be forgiven from reading some people's. Reaction during the week As if You know Football greed Was only created this week I mean Far from it This maybe just happened Quite quickly But I mean This has been going on For a long time Is it not? Of course it has To get the culture gap Out of the way First of all When you're Stan Kroenke Or the Fenway Sports Group Or uh, The Glazers At Manchester United uh, They all had their meeting In New York one night And The American culture Is Relegation What does relegation mean? Uh, they don't understand the culture of British football. Think back to last Sunday's programme. First caller prior to Rangers against Celtic, the Scottish Cup, from Palm Beach, Florida, a Rangers fan who'd get up at daft o'clock to drive across uh, to a place where he could watch the Rangers Celtic game because that's his culture and he understands it's about rivalry, it's about Rangers Celtic, and this is the Scottish Cup, and one team goes out and the bragging rights and so on and so forth. The Cronkies of this world, the, the Fenway Sports Group, the Glazers, that's not their world. And therefore they're going to try and drive something that makes rich men even richer. Not so they can redistribute the wealth among the other teams in the game, so that rich men get richer. And we can't be too hypocritical because in the same week that the European Super League died for the moment we then had uh, suggestions of a British League and Rangers and Celtic getting out of here I remain true to my belief that Rangers and Celtic if they exercise their prerogative to go if they are legally entitled to go that's their business but I think it would be Severely damaging to Scottish football This is why you're here You lead me so perfectly on to my next point Roger Hanna We tried to On one hand acknowledge how important The story was at the weekend But naturally we want to look at What does it mean to us What, what does it mean for us And British Super League has raised its head What do you make of that? Is that is it likely? Is it 
something you think would be a good idea? I think it's more likely than it's maybe been in the past, Gordon, to be honest with you. People will say it will encounter the usual obstacles, i.e. you won't get turkeys voting for Christmas in the English Premier League. But I think we're all sensible enough to know that money talks in football. And if the sweeteners were of a significant size for clubs or a structure could be put in place for clubs that they saw something in it for themselves, then they would take it. I was fascinated by the quotes from David Moyes in the newspapers this morning talking about not just welcoming the old firm clubs into a British league but creating a meritocracy, creating some variety of pyramid system that would allow the Hibs and the Hearts and the Aberdeen and the Dundee Uniteds a glimpse at getting into it if they could perform well enough. He was talking about a Premier League 1, a Premier League 2, there would be smaller divisions, there wouldn't be 20 clubs because there's an extra burden with you know the big clubs playing more Champions League games, more Europa League games, there's a new European Conference League coming in next season as well. So you might find there's an 18-team Premier League 1, an 18-team Premier League 2, the money is shared out slightly more equitably than it is down to the Championship in England at the moment, although the big clubs obviously all want the lion's share of it, but there would be, unlike the European Super League, and this is the key to it, Gordon, there would be a meritocracy, there would always be the chance, the opportunity for successful teams to have ambition and to dream of going up and playing against the biggest and the best. Broadly speaking, because we're lacking in detail and we haven't to speculate a bit, you... For or against that Fraser Wisher uh, uh, The British League I think the British League's a stalking horse To get the old firm down uh, Down to England If that was going to happen Because I, I can't see the benefit To, to anybody outside of, of the, the, the old firm too I don't think Merging the leagues Or having a Premier League too I mean you, you can't have Leagues like this set up Without it being a merge I know there's, there's ch- uh, Conversations going on Between the Belgians And the Dutch leagues But that will be a proper merger uh, this wouldn't be a, a proper merger. And I'm sitting here at Tynecastle, so you could argue that uh, why not put Hearts into the Premiership because they're, they're probably, in fact, are a bigger team with a bigger ground, bigger fan base than, than some of the Premiership clubs. You know, Bournemouth have been there for five years, so why is it just the two teams? Uh, I still think it's unlikely unless there was a merger of the leagues, but then you're getting into all sorts of politics and what will you do with your national team as well? Do we have a, a Scottish national team? If Rangers and Celtic were to leave, I, for many years I, I thought it would be a disaster for Scottish football. The only way it would work and it's purely hypothetical, is if they were to agree for in perpetuity to, to pay Scottish football, say, £25 million a year each. So Scottish football gets £50 million, they go down south, and uh, we can have our own TV deal here, and a more competitive um, uh, uh, league, and Hearts would still fill their, their ground, and Mother would have a chance of winning the league as would Aberdeen. That might work. I just still think it's very unlikely in this environment, post-Super League, that when all the talk is about sporting merit, you can have Brecon City coming out during the week talking about how it would be unfair to be relegated after 22 games. That's, is that not just the same thing? And also to take uh, the old firm down and just catapult them into the Premiership, that wouldn't be sporting merit either. But let's, it's not as impossible as it was. We were discussing this 10 years ago. I just said it's not possible at all. It might be possible, but there's a long, long way to go. And as I said earlier, a British league, I don't think, holds many attractions to anybody other than the old firm. Yeah, I mean, David Field, I really enjoyed seeing the reactions on the show last night when this came up. For instance, we had a caller along the lines of, this would be a great opportunity for Celtic and Rangers, and we should go for it. Why not? And then at the same time, Paul tweeted in, um, and I didn't get the chance to read it out, so I kept Paul's tweet aside, and he says, I'm a Celtic supporter. I was outraged by the greed and arrogance of the European Super League proposal. Celtic and Rangers jumping ship to a UK version would make me feel the same. I feel my team can play in Scotland and improve in Europe with the correct infrastructure. 
I, I think that's always been the question, Gordon, you know, because I agree with Fraser in the sense that you can't just parachute both teams into a Premier League and the story during the week actually said they wanted a smaller Premier League, an 18-team Premier League, so that would, be, that would make it even worse. But I think it's always been the question, you know, would you, you know, swap European progress, European nights, you know, Champions League football for the chance to maybe go and start at a lower level in England? So, you know, Celtic Rangers going at Tier 3, Tier 2, I don't know. I'm not so sure that would be palatable for a lot of fans. I, I don't know. I think it'd be great, you know, down the line where you know both could be playing against your Man Uniteds and Liverpools and stuff like that. But do you have to go through some pain to get there? And I, I, you know, obviously the, the owners would weigh it all up. But I think there's so many obstacles to, to overcome that I don't think in the short term it will become a, a reality. But I, I do think long term, if, if obstacles can be overcome, then who knows? Maybe. Yeah, it's uh, obviously raises head every so often, Gordon, where, you know, it's mentioned Rangers and Celtic are down now. I think one of the guys mentioned, I think it was Fraser, was talking about the Belgian model. Ten Dutch teams, eight Belgian teams. I think the uh, culmination is about 180 million for their TV rights for both leagues. Estimated to be 400 million. And then it would have to supplement the leagues in which they're leaving behind. Uh, so, you know, you'd have to do that. But I find it fascinating because whatever way you go, you then have to look at the rest. Uh, would there be another system for Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen and the rest? Would there be a pyramid system for them to follow as well? How would that affect the cup competitions? How would it affect the international football? But, you know, the way things are going, Gordon, you know, because of the constant evolution, you look at the English Premiership years ago as well, it was purely driven by finance. So the way things are going now, uh, the Euro European uh, Super League's been kiboshed. However, Somewhere down the line there will be some sort of restructuring in some form for these clubs uh, because they are not going to stop because they want to keep moving forward. They want to keep generating more money for their business. And the one thing we learned last year, Gordon, with Hearts and Partick Thistle is self-interest will always rule the roost. Mark Wilson, we've already established that the players didn't get asked about the European Super League. You know, they were sort of told, but just wonder if as a player... Checking that the age of you lot, yeah, you'd be the most recent player. Was it Tinichek? <laughs> what about you? Is that would it have appealed British Super League, for instance? Would that have appealed to you as a player? Did that ever come up around your time? I'm uh, sure it probably did. I, I, it I comes up did. every year. It probably did. Uh, as a player, I think you always want to test yourself in those circumstances and and see where you would end up. Um, so I would dare say the players would would you know like to try that. I think that's different from the. The Super League, the European Super League, where I thought that was almost like a, a glorified pre-season tour where we became used to these teams going to America and uh, Asia and playing these games and little tournaments that mean nothing. I don't think the players would have enjoyed that. But this British Super League, yes, I think the Celtic and Rangers players would enjoy the challenge and going down there and having the money then to bring in more quality. Of course, then that would make you a better player as well. So players, yes, but... Um, for me and the outside just now I, I don't agree with it. it It becomes much like the European Super League Where you leave I think it was Roger or maybe Fraser that said You leave Hibs behind You leave Hearts behind Who are You know Huge support bases as well You know Great structure around the club Aberdeen as well So what happens to them So for me I think it's Along similar lines And I think it's totally hypocritical That we say Oh it'd be okay For the big two here to, to go down south You can trace this way back Gordon mm. Football used to have a soul You used to be able to go To Main Road For a reserve game yeah. get, get a chippy on the way <laughs> Get caught 
50,000 people be, be chucked, in be chucked out the team then along comes Sheikh Man well, for Sky Money first Champions League revamp Sheikh Mansour these days are gone yeah stood, stood in a studio for many a year Gordon listened to the same old argument about your Celtic Rangers going down to, to England always said it would never happen I'm not too sure now I think just looking at this uh, Super League and the ideas that are going about the owners, the, the the businessmen, they're not really too concerned about the fans. They're concerned about the pound sign, and I think there's a lot of loopholes, a lot of hurdles to go over. But I certainly think in the future, and, and that's what I'm I'm putting my full show on today is the future. Um, I do think that eventually there will be a an obstacle there that they'll overcome and they'll be able to go and join. Okay, I think we'll leave that there Plenty more to come We'll revisit it again next year If it's not happened yet But uh, we'll leave that there Because we do have Some big three o'clock games coming up We've got a game in the quarterfinals Of the Scottish Cup later on as well uh, So we'll go back around the grounds next The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kick-off just 15 minutes away in the big championship in League 1 and 2 matches this afternoon. The Scottish Cup doesn't enter the discussion until a bit later on with Hibs against Motherwell and then big quarter-final ties across the weekend as well. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel and Alex Ray are in this building and we've got the top team out and about enjoying the sunshine. We're jealous for once. See, it's good in the winter, Hugh. See, when they're out there, you can hear the wind howling yeah. and you get you get to... Savour the heat in here now Roles are reversed Roger Hanna's by the seaside Fraser Wishart's in the capital The West End for David Friel yeah. It's all happening Mark Wilson's gazing lovingly out the window at the sunshine Wondering about an alfresco broadcast Taking us out into the car park So I don't know how that works He's the only pundit that could get sunburnt through that window <laughs> as well That's so, a light on I think, I think this is the, the safest place for him uh, Fraser let's kick off at Tynecastle again, Hearts against Inverness. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had them both in here. We had Andy Halliday and Scott Allen, childhood friends, coming up against each other today. And yet again, Halliday's shifted out to left wing back. Is that to avoid the, the head-to-head? <laughs> I think he's got the dreaded role. I don't think it's one that Andy really fancies, that left wing back role. I think he's more comfortable these days and starting his career as a winger in, inside inside one but they've, they've got a strong squad hearts and we've spoken about it so many times on this show the, the number of players that they've got they're international players and lots of players in that central midfield position so Andy's got that role I'm really looking forward to seeing how Scott Allen does because he's been through such a terrible time personally we, we all know that the problems he's had with his, with his with his illness with his health and it's just brilliant to see him back playing and I think it's a sensible move because sitting on the bench to the end of the season for Hibs wasn't going to do him any good so he's as well coming out here pitch is beautiful the sun's shining I'm in danger of getting sunburn. I think the big red nose and big red baldy patch at the back is in real danger here today. But uh, it's a stunning day and he will enjoy the space at Tynecastle and, and the pitch. So really looking forward to it because it's, it's maybe not got as much to play for for Hearts, but they've named a strong team. But Cali have everything to play for here. They have to get something from this game, I think, because I think Dunfermline will beat, will beat um, uh, our broth. And you're looking at Dunfermline's game, they've got Alawa next week already relegated, so it's going to be tough for Inverness, they going to have to win these two games. I think they're going to have to win it, and I think they might just do it. You know, Hearts haven't been great all season. I've seen them a number of times, and they've been okay, they've kind of ground out results. Is there an edge off their game? There seems to be. And for Cali, they've got everything to play for, and they've got a really good run going under Neil McCann. I, I think Cali can win this game and keep keep their hopes, their, their sort of slim hopes, I think, of getting into the playoffs alive. 
And I wonder if we're at that stage of the season, Fraser Where fans of top flight teams Whether it be Hamilton Ackies, Ross County, Kilmarnock Will be starting to look at Inverness, Dunfermline, Dundee, Wraith And start forming an idea of who you would rather avoid Should the, the worst case scenario happen and you end up in those playoffs yeah, my opinion is that, uh, and I've seen all those teams this season on a couple of occasions, I think Wraith Rovers are the one that's a big danger. I think they're a terrific football team. And uh, they play the ball around at real pace. John McGlynn's a really good guy, good manager, got them organised, motivated. But they've got some bright young players, Regan Hendry in the midfield, Kai Kennedy on loan from Rangers up front. They've got some really good, fresh, attacking players as well. So that's the team I think I would avoid. Dundee have been OK, Dunfermline OK in their mess yet. But I think that uh, if it's one of, the, one of the Premiership clubs against those three would win, I think Wraith Rovers are the kind of wild card going back to that. I think it's the last team that qualified through the playoffs. Maybe, maybe Hamilton Ackies when they were the kind of surprise team a number of years ago beating Hibs. I think Wraith are the team to avoid. So so for me, stay out of the playoffs at all costs because Wraith are a real danger. Yeah, I mean, Livy came up via the playoffs as well, didn't they? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, beating yeah, Partick yeah. Thistle, but... Yeah, I take the point, it's obviously skewed um, in a certain way And I wonder, Fraser, because I remember being out and about with the games at this time of the season And whilst you, you're focusing on your Premiership survival th- These clubs ultimately have to send scouts or, or managers out to, to keep an eye on who they may face I wonder, if are there any Hamilton Ackies, Kilmarnock, Ross County jackets round about you? I've had a look and from where we are sitting here I can't really see too many uh, people there's a few sitting behind me but nobody that I would recognise but uh, I think you're right they have to come and watch these teams because we're not getting the chance to go out to many of the games because there's not so many so many crowds but there's only two games left there's this weekend and then there's next Friday uh, and after that the, the, the clubs have still got the Premiership club still got a game or two to, to go so I think the lesson is get the points in the bag and don't be in the playoffs because then it does become a bit of a lottery and of course for all the pressure that we're talking about in the top flight that's the same in the Championship Roger you've got a an eye on the potential trap door for the likes of Air United. Yeah, and of course, Hallow were down last weekend, but this relegation playoff place, it's just identical to the pressures that, you know, as you say, Hamilton or Kilmarnock or Ross County are feeling because the teams who will be second, third, and fourth in League One will be quality outfits. You know, David's at uh, Partick Thistle against Airdrie today. If that league stays the way it is and Partick win the League One title, then going into the playoffs would be Falkirk. A very good Cove Rangers side under Paul Hartley and that Airdrie side under Ian Murray. And if they've got momentum from winning games and, and they've played a lot of football at this at this stage of the season in a short space of time, does that give them an advantage over a team that naturally uh, is feeling a bit low, feeling sorry for themselves because they've finished ninth in the Championship? Might be Air, might be Morton, might be Arbroath, might even be Queen of the South depending what happens this week. And I just saw on Twitter that Neil Doncaster has just arrived at Tynecastle, which means no matter what happens, Fraser Wishart will be more popular than someone there inside the stadium this afternoon. So we're all good on that front. Uh, David Fields watching Partick Thistle up against Airdrie. David, look, this was born out of necessity. It's clearly not perfect. But the fact that there has been a split imposed on, on the, the League One and two sides has added a little bit of extra excitement at this business end of the season. 100% Gordon and just looking at the fixture list I know the split divides opinion you know at all levels but I would hope it's here to stay in, in League 1 and League 2 because I, I do think you know I don't know whether teams could maybe in, in future normal seasons play three rounds of games and then split but you know you've got such big games it's all crammed in this week but Partick up against Falkirk coming forward you know Cove Rangers at Falkirk today you know vice versa it's, it's it, 
Airdrie still have a chance too. I just think the split going forward is a good idea. I like it in the Premiership and I think if you could introduce it in other leagues as well, I think it would definitely um, bring a lot more entertainment and exciting because it's all to play for and the good thing is the best teams are playing against the best teams at the top of the league. I think Partick Thistle do have the bit between their teeth now, David, as you mentioned. I mean, we had calls a few weeks back. Um, I remember there was changes made for a midweek fixture, drop points, fans on, not happy with changes to the form, uh, to the, the personnel and that's our promotion chance he's gone but it, it just shows you when the leagues are so tight all you need really is just three or four victories and things change considerably yeah well picking up 12 points out of 12 has just propelled Partick Thistle up the, up the leagues but you know, talking to somebody that is quite interesting because you've got Paul Payton and playing for Airdrie today who's on loan from East Kilbride who can't actually play football just now You've also got Stephen Bell at the heart of the Thistle defence, who I think is also on loan from East Kilbride. And by all accounts, since he's come into the team, he's been outstanding. I don't think Partick Thistle have, have conceded a goal in, in the four games, and, and even the game before that, they, can, they came back when he came on from 2 0 down. So, yeah, all it takes is a few wins, and that's why I would never rule out Airdrie, you know, because they are four points behind, and you would think Cove and Falk have got a better chance. But win today, and it's so, so tight at the top of that league. Nah, it takes a special management duo to re- to take Airdrie to the playoffs. That, that, that just takes that, oh, that something good extra. Good old days, yeah. yeah. Another level needed. The Pound Van Pips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, listen, it's a big day for Airdrie because I'm not just saying this since oh. we left. Their their fortune hasn't been great. You know, a lot of changes at the club. Um, but Ian Murray's come in. He steadied the ship. He's had a few good signings. And they're right in the mix They go to Thistle today They're right in amongst the big boys Do you fancy them? Do you fancy Nope Fancy Thistle (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah Great build up (laughs) Yeah a lot to look forward to I feel like every week I find a new reason To be saddened That we can't get football fans Back in the stadium Again it's the weather You know it's Big games And you want fans to be there On internationals And cup final days And trophy days And all the rest of it But what you'd give To get out to a game at the moment well, I think yeah, at one stage I had the reservations about the effect of the pandemic on football attendances. Uh, but I think that people now are anxious to be returned to their normal lives. And in this part of the world and throughout this country, part of people's normal lives means football. And I think it, it will, once we are free to do as we want to do with our lives, I think the attendances will I thought they would go down I think might actually go up now yeah, It'll be interesting to see Roger Because there was that announcement this week That the SPFL along with Sky Have come up with the agreement That you can still you know, Pay-per-view matches for instance Next season the, the way that you can at the moment um, Some people seeing that you know, Is that some sort of insurance policy In case we can't get the correct number of fans Back into grounds uh, But I, I wonder what the the desire, the appetite will be like to just get out there and, and get back to a game, even if you can sit and watch it in the house. Yeah, I think it will be huge, as Hugh says. People will want to get back to football. They'll have missed it. It's an integral part of of society in Scotland. I think um, the beloved Neil Doncaster turning up at Tencastle, he'll tell you that I think per capita, more people watch football live in Scotland than in any other country in Europe. Um, so they will want to get back to the football. And I think the deal that's done with Sky just confirms what we all thought, that we won't go from zero fans to 50 or 60,000 fans in one fell swoop at the start of the next season. Um, if 25% of capacity is being allowed into Hamden for the three Euro games, then I would imagine you would start next season with round about 25% capacity at the likes of Ibrox and Celtic Park. So if there's only... 
12, 15,000 initially getting into those venues, there'll still be an enormous appetite from supporters to watch the games on club TV channels as they have done this season. Saturday, 3 o'clock, the traditional football slot we're about to get underway at our featured matches and all the matches in the Championship, League 1 and League 2. The Scottish Cup quarterfinals kick off a bit later on this evening, but the 3 o'clock games will get underway next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Three o'clock games getting underway all around the country. Very difficult for the, the Hugh Keevens Acker on a Saturday afternoon. A bit disjointed, Hugh. Not as many fixtures to choose from. Have you got any that, that spring to mind? Any you want to share your pearls of wisdom about? Listen, I could be inaccurate in any division. That's <laughs> very true. <laughs> so, uh, you go for our three featured matches yeah, then, see how you get why on. Not? I'll go for Hearts Inverness to be a draw. Air United, Queen of the South, another draw. Partick Thistle to beat. Airdrie. Go on, Um I'll go Hearts to beat Inverness. I'll go Air United to beat QOS. And I'll go Party Thistle and Airdrie draw. I'm going to go for Hearts, Home Wing Gordon, Queen of the South to beat Air. And I'm also going to go for Party Thistle, Home Wing. Was there a chance there for? Inverness Oh great chance Three home wins for me Gordon If anybody cared that, That's no. fine No it's good to know that. Just, We just do it to see Who gets the bragging rights At the end of The afternoon no, So No one picked uh, The same as anyone else Did we? No It's a bit of variety so. I like yes. that I like that Okay uh, You can keep in touch All afternoon At Clyde SSB On Twitter And later on Five o'clock You'll have the chance To have your say on the open line We will have Hibs Motherwell By then But you can look back On today's action We could preview the big cup ties coming up tomorrow and Monday or look back on any of the week's biggest talking points you decide so take the number down and give us a call at 5 o'clock in the meantime you can get in touch on Twitter we ask a lot of you on a Saturday afternoon we love it when you get involved one of the ways to get involved is this The First Half Teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Since 1990, eight players have played in a European Championship or World Cup final and also played in Scotland at some point in their career. Who are they? Since 1990, eight players have played in a European Championship or World Cup final who've also played in Scotland at some point in their career Name them Wow, I like that At Clyde SSB You need one tweet With all the correct answers on it And you need to do it quicker Than everyone else So don't hang around too long Take your time Make sure you're accurate first of all But don't take too long And tweet them over At Clyde SSB Gordon Dale You don't even look as if You're going to give that question a, An attempt No, no I don't even know what the question is It's totally went already Gordon I, I save all my best work for a Tuesday and Thursday night to get up that Be the pundit. table. That's hey, your black, you doing? That's your I, best I, work. I'm, yeah, that's my oh. best work. I'm chasing. I'm chasing you, Alec. I'm right in your heels. What, what, what is your percentage? About 70, 72 I think he's a bit below that. Who? The Dazzler. Yeah, I think I'm, well, I'm uh, mid eighties. Well, if you look behind you, you'll see, like, say, Wilson. I, I need to put my glasses on. Ke- I think Kevin's there. Yeah. Down there I, I, I won last night. He did. Say, yeah. He did indeed. I mean, it wasn't a classic, <laughs> but he won. Nevertheless, they all count a results-driven business, uh, as they say. But I like that teaser. I do is some of the, one? Is some that of one the names on there. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, now, I mean, 
Not that this will give much away But when I look at the list You're, you're talking a, a couple of obvious A couple yeah. not so obvious And one in particular is Hard Oh my Hard doesn't even cover it One is yeah. unbelievable This will separate Sorry do, The see, real brain boxes the, out there The European oh, Listen to the question European Alec. Championship no, no. or World Cup Okay yeah, so since 1998, players have played in a Euros or a World Cup final who've also played in Scotland at some point. So get your answers in at Clyde SSB. Even the know it all pundits, the Roger Hannas of the world, haven't quite sent anything in yet. There has been an early chance for Partick Thistle. Brian Graham with a header over the bar from six yards, 10 seconds on the clock uh, when he did that. So that was a couple of moments ago. Good chance for Thistle, but no goals to tell you about yet. Lively in both penalty boxes at Tynecastle. Intense stuff, you are yeah. enjoying it. Uh, Callie Thistle just put one over Craig Gordon's bar and then uh, a header there for Hearts. But uh, Mark Ridges in the Inverness goal, good goalkeeper. Yeah, docking Andy Haldy potential assists. He's apparently got quite a few this season, he likes to tell He's us. Got assists. Nearly another one. I wonder though, and I know if you're not from these parts, but his. His striker teammate We're going to have to tell This is as hot as it gets here He's gone <laughs> for the short sleeves And, and gloves combo Non-newly Today? Uh, he's got, yeah, he's got the short sleeves and gloves oh It's God. roasting This is, this is Where is he from? Is he from Govan? Where is he? We're having our, our, our two days And we've got an opener oh. At Tyne Castle Goal Flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs And it's Hearts 1 ICT 0 And it's GMS With the goal I don't think he would even argue that it's been a pretty difficult start to life in Maroon But it's a great goal from him to get things up and running Five and a half minutes on the clock in the sun at Tynecastle And uh, he's just driving forward with the ball Riding a few challenges Shifts it onto his left And slots it, reverses it beyond former Hearts goalie Mark Ridgers And it's Hearts 1 Inverness 0 Thoroughly deserved um, for the champions uh, And let's hope that puts a smile on everyone's face And they can uh, enjoy their afternoon Lift a trophy and... Reflect on Next season In the big boys league His first touch is brilliant oh, uh, His first touch makes it And that's That's when Gary Mackay Stephen Was at his prime You know In his Dundee United oh, days It got him the move to Celtic Started his Celtic career He played with that confidence That he could just Touch it by people And get an end product And it's been missing For so much of this season See even if you are right On these isolated incidents you think that the goalie is to blame for yeah. every goal. I've noticed this. Every single goal that are you goes telling, in. Are you telling me that goalkeeper shouldn't have this said is that? What, did listen to me. Yeah. I say, on isolated incidents, sometimes you've maybe got a point. But Thank I think you. it I think it shows the way your brain works because it's always your first thought. Some mm-hmm. people maybe talk about the goal and then think, mm, maybe your first thought is always to blame the goalie. I've noticed this. I've got to say, Has right, a goalie I- been... Has a goalie done you over in the past? No, well, I don't like to go into that. Um, <laughs> I do, I do, I totally agree with Mark and what the boys were saying. First touch, brilliant, with Gary Mackay Stephen. But come on, you've got a goalkeeper in there for a reason. It looks, and who just said, oh, terrific goalkeeper, Inverness goalkeeper? I'm. T- Anti goalkeepers and pro refs. This guy, he's got his priorities all wrong. Are you, uh, Alec? You telling me the goalkeeper? If you're you're a manager, you've got to save that. You know. Well, listen. I actually like to talk up the players. I actually thought Mackay Stephen, who's actually had a shocker since he went to Hearts, it was a brilliant goal. Does the first touch is great. Gets out his feet and then drives it back across the goalie. I think goalies expecting him to go other corner. 
have to say though, it's a great start. But, to but the game. as a goalkeeper, you can't go. I'll expect him, so I'll go over here to wait for the ball. That post. You've got to be on I'd your feet, on your toes, on your toes. Get this, guy, toe. get this guy a pair of gloves. I would love to see him. <laughs> yeah, as a goalie coach. What was that? On, on your, your toes, toes, on your toes. toes. <laughs> Honestly. Well, anyway, hearts are 1 0 up. That's all you need to know. Told Getting you. your answers in. I told you, Poundland Pep. <laughs> I think I, I think if you stick. get a normal midfielder on the part there, I think Scotty Allen brings him down at the edge of the box before he gets his shot off. He just caught in the wrong side. Um, yeah, so Hearts are looking good actually. They've got their tails up a little bit coming forward in the capital sunshine. Um, Hibs against Mullerwell also in the capital a bit later on. So you can already get in touch on the teaser. Here's another thing for you, right, to get involved in at Clyde SSB. Oh, I've got another one. Goal flashes. <laughs> With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs McEnough makes it two For Hearts against Inverness Should the goalie have saved that one? 100% oh, no, have I May have a point I in this one right. I honestly His number would be up there now His gloves would, would be off Would you take off. him off this? Yeah Come oh, on he, Eight minutes into the game He's shocking Look what Watch his goalkeeper I saw here. it the first time Exactly Do you know what? He's found a pair of gloves In his wheelie <laughs> bin And he thinks he's a goalkeeper now <laughs> Absolutely Now come on boys Honestly It's a deflection ah, It's a deflection Through a rock of bodies Couldn't ah, have done any better Well I'm going to tell you here This this is all down to the deflection It's a lovely little reverse ball By Mackay Stephen The cutback brilliant from boys And what you see it does Comes off him Deflects off You are so are you unfair on the goalies Are you going to change your opinion <laughs> <laughs> You are so unfair on the goalkeepers Every week I, I'm not Gordon I usually stick up For a lot of players Right But I just think Should they have said that It does I think well, no, 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 no. I think Having now seen that deflection I think you still could do better <sighs> One of toes <laughs> <laughs> Right I'll try and finish this off Before another goal goes in Right We always like to get you involved In a few things On Twitter On a Saturday afternoon So we're going to pay tribute In a roundabout way We're going to pay tribute To the European Super League Gone but never forgotten Right R.I.P. The European Super League I want to know what is the daftest thing that your club or other clubs have ever done? Now, I'm looking for the weird and wonderful here. I know there'll be some obvious answers and there'll be some sarcastic answers, no doubt as well. But I'm looking for maybe maybe the forgotten ones, those gems. And it doesn't need to be your club. It can be other clubs, maybe on the continent, maybe down in England. Brownie points if you can do it for up here. What is the daftest thing that your club or other clubs have done? I'm looking for these mad tone deaf decisions like the European Super League so this is our way of paying tribute to that long forgotten friend the European Super League what is the daftest thing your club or any other clubs have ever done like I say looking for the weird and wonderful do you want me to just throw something in the mix Go why on. not when I was at Millwall Mick McCaffrey made his take her kit home and wash it herself <laughs> I see that's from a selfish player's <laughs> point of view I'm, okay. I'm telling you by the way I was sat in my car for the Monday to the Friday and then I got washed on the Friday Denison, <laughs> Denison boys don't do washing I, machines I can beat that I remember playing with party at Thistle we were playing Kilmarnock at Rugby Park true story we were late for the game yes and we get changed on the bus after I'd done that before right changed you. on the bus we went out the bus Right in through the tunnel onto the pitch and start at the game. I'm not going to lie, and guys. I, I I do appreciate you kicking things. Off. I, I'm looking for these. The fans don't care about what you had to do. With your I mean, like these mad gestures that you think. How could they, like the Super League? How could they have got this so wrong? Yeah, well, as breaking, they'll tell you when you sign the manager. <laughs> you know, like, did you know? You know, sign him for Erdrich. I did. 
Yeah. You mean like he was really good then? Listen, I'm here. You still need to speak about me like I'm not here. Because I'm in this booth. <laughs> Even down for laughter. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm there must here, be guys. some humour, must have been that. Celtic going to Dubai this season. Well, there we go. Yeah. That is, and really, that's a, it, a kind it, of obvious one. That was allowed to you. In the midst of a disastrous season, they then make another disastrous decision to go there. Uh, the chief executive eventually has to go on Celtic TV and apologise for it. Uh, and we've never heard the end of it since. So somebody had a great idea not. Okay, and fine. In tribute to the European Super League, we're looking for the daftest, tone-deaf decisions ever made by football clubs. I, I, I want to try and keep it light-hearted. That won't always be possible. But if there's any sort of funny ones or mad ones and you look back on them and think... How did that happen? Let's hear them. We've got some other championship goals. Dunfermline won or both nil. Declan McManus from the penalty spot. I think there's also been a goal in the Dundee game. Uh, Jason Cummings has scored to put Dundee uh, one in front as well. So Dunfermline going in. Yeah, it's looking uh, ominous for Inverness. Gordon, if the results stay mm. the same, you know Dunfermline one up. Hearts two up in this game, so that would effectively end Inverness's playoff spot. I think. Yeah, still a bit to go, but I can't see Hearts throwing away a two-goal lead um, at Tynecastle on the day that they're going to lift the trophy as well, Alex. So you're right, I think the Pars will uh, cement that spot. You now look like slightly dodgy champions if you blew a two-goal lead and then went up to take the trophy. Uh, but they've started exceptionally well, as if they, they really mean to make this a day to remember. Oh there we go There's TJ17 Kicking us off Hull City with The Tigers the, the, No Well oh, by the, half, the way The half time yeah, oh, That's what they're going to go with I never they, thought, they wanted to change it I To never the Dragons thought, or I never thought we would sp- well, I think it was Tigers oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Dragons yeah, go on. I never thought we'd spend so long on Hull But maybe there are two So Hull going for the Tigers But TJ's gone for the, the team talk on the pitch Yeah Jim Phil Brown, Brown. Brown. And he goes round them all in a circle Wagging the finger <laughs> And then Bullard did the Yeah yes. He yeah. took the mickey out of it In a celebration not long after I know they? we'll not have many up here But what about Cardiff changing their colours Oh That Yes That is a you great You happy with that one I'm delighted with that one well, Welcome to the party Thank you It was from blue to red Yeah Yes, yes. And in line with the superstition Of the, the owner Yeah that, that, That's exactly the type of thing I'm on about mm-hmm. But there must be some involving to beat that Scottish football uh, <laughs> As well <laughs> Great suggestion Daz You win Shut the competition <laughs> down <laughs> That's enough <laughs> Ma- Matthew says The daftest thing my club's done Is going to Dubai During a pandemic I didn't know Hugh had a burner account On Twitter mm-hmm. he's, I think he's maybe sent that one in uh, I can see answers coming into the A what account? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, a daft one at my time at Celtic. Gordon was when the club, at the Tony Mowbray era. <laughs> we wonder why we didn't get it right that year. Went to Australia for one game. Oh. Flew out the team. Now I gladly missed out because you I injured. was injured once again. But they took near enough a full squad out to play against. I think it was Brisbane Roar for a couple of days, so the players didn't even get time to acclimatise. And then flew right back. And then pretty sure it was a couple of weeks later. We flew out to Toronto For one game as well And needless to say Great air the season, Oh the mm. season ended in disaster That year so Did they get watches uh, For playing in there was no prizes But we flew first class Which was nice Colin Atherton says In the late 90s When John Boyle bought Motherwell He planned to also buy Airdrie And merge the clubs To form Lanarkshire United Says well, Colin well, Speaking well, of mergers you've, yeah. You were well involved in, Yeah yeah in, That was your beat back then Wasn't uh, it Wallace Mercer Wanted to merge hearts and hips. In actual fact, he didn't mean to merge. He just wanted to shut hips down. 
Um, but uh, I mean, they were then mine sweeping his car. The police were mine sweeping his car every morning. Uh, it got extremely tasty. Uh, the proclaimers got involved. It was all the fun of the fair, and he always said to me, "I had the the economic argument, but <laughs> I didn't. I lost the emotional argument." Well, and you could you could say that this week, couldn't exactly. you? Exactly. That, that it's funny how life repeats itself. Uh, the Glazers and company thought they had uh, an economic argument and the the six clubs in England have a combined debt of £7.5 billion. Pounds. Wow. That's what you call debt, Alec. Yeah, no so feeling. I think they, they, they thought, here is a great solution, here's a great way to get rid of the debt. But the emotional argument was that everybody who supported those six clubs could not stand what their clubs were doing. See when you factor Sorry, in, Dunfermline two or both nil, Kevin O'Hara on you go. When you factor in all the, the emotion with the football clubs, see these ideas that you were all going to float today uh-huh. invariably goes back to the status quo. You know, there's not many actually kind of went through instead. You know, you look mm. at the, the, the card of the Tigers down at Hull, the the six in England. The they've, all, they've all fallen by the wayside. Oh. I mean, I knew there would be some kind of serious, recent, relevant Parts to this There's lots of people Tweeting about People getting jobs In the showers You know So lots of people Are are not giving up On that one Uh, Stuart Mack says Not signing a manager Seven weeks after Sacking the original manager During a massive rebuild Is right up there And going to Dubai In the middle of a pandemic For a week's sesh Oh sorry You said ever Not this year So much material (laughs) Stuart's not taking it Not taking it well Um, But that's fine It, It can be serious It can be Tongue in cheek It can be from Distant years Other leagues Whatever it is Dumbarton signing Mark Wilson Says Gary McIntyre oh, Disagree, oh, disagree. Yeah. I oh, scored against Rangers I saw yeah. you score a fine goal yeah. For Dumbarton against Rangers You still got beat that day I think but. Yep yep But was Softened the blow for the fans For yourself <laughs> Softened <laughs> For the fan the <laughs> fan I'm, I'm loving this topic Because there's a real There's a real line Between people who are just Playing it straight down the middle Which is fine And others are looking for the, the wacky I mean Rooftop says Murray selling to White I mean yeah, obviously that we're, uh-huh. we're on We're on we're on a pretty big scale there Yeah um, And then we go to Some more Tongue in cheek ones Ibrox fan says Letting Umar Sadiq go <laughs> Oh big I cannot Umar. believe that Because if he Is that true? If he fulfills 60. this big money move Oh that's There was always a plan that boy I honestly, can't. I thought he did all right against Aberdeen in that semi final. <laughs> <laughs> I could oh, wow. see potential. What a tackle this is! I think it's a boy Murray just absolutely wipes. <laughs> okay, Smith. Penn Selt says putting seats in the jungle. Um, all seater stadium, though, isn't well, it? You was there a? Did you have to? I would yeah, have. you had to. But I mean, you you can't look at Celtic Park and think this is a bad stadium. Uh, you know, Fergus McCann had the. Uh, the philosophy If you build it They will come And uh, He took the capacity Up to 60,000 All seated Created a Fantastic <laughs> arena See it's important To be able to laugh At yourself This is what I, This is what I love About this um, Stephen Donaghy Just says Twitter does not have Enough characters For daft Aki's things <laughs> Not even given us any uh, There are too many uh, and I like this one as well from um, from that. So Raven says Huge Breakin fan here We've had some abysmal Managerial appointments In recent times 
That's a bit unfair. I know. I don't you think do, Darren Dodge just... did too badly, to be honest. I thought Darren Dodge was all right. Yeah, yeah. Dodge, was the yeah. standout. Mark just kept the train going. He just kept beating everybody. Didn't he want to buck the train? Just keep it going. Keep it ticking over. Without being... I don't know if you're going to get yourself in trouble or wear a big confidentiality clause in that multi-million pound contract whilst we're on the subject of tone deaf what about the statement suggesting that there should be no playoffs again this season oh, would, that, uh, would that count yeah. from Beacon this week would that be one oh yeah <laughs> I read Barry Ferguson during the week uh, the Kelty Hearts manager going off his head uh, I think he's got a case you know that, that it's time for Beacon to front up and Play their way into or out of a league. I don't understand the timing and that you know, the, you know, being involved with breaking. There's the smart guys on that committee and investing who have come up with a decision to release that statement. Surely one of them must have thought, guys, we we need to take a minute here and maybe think otherwise about this because this does not reflect well on us at all. Uh, so many coming into this Every time we ask you a question You never let us down With your responses Ryan Coyle says Celtic let Shea Given go In the 90s He could have been An all time great In goals for us Every team will have a mm. You know the one That got away player wise But I'm still looking for some Tell you what Seamus, mad Seamus Coleman For Celtic was one <laughs> He came in trial When I was no, the right no, back there No <laughs> please don't tell me this You're joking <laughs> You are joking me Ah oh, seen him off Get yourself That's down serious. the road Seriously Seriously I've been 400 games forever <laughs> <laughs> Tough life I didn't know that Celtic fans are turning And they're oh, in their grave right now Knowing that Oh yeah Yep there you go So what that was a poor decision all, yeah. ah, I must have not so shown it in the Seriously day. came for, What a week A day what, You know what month? the funny thing is I, I can't remember him Because I think he trained With the, the younger boys Because he's obviously younger than me And whoever was in charge Of the young team at that time Thought he's no Mark Wilson Oh, the there's a big goal A big, big goal in League 1 Falkirk 1, Cove, Rangers 0 oh. Callum Morrison with the penalty I feel like that's a whole different topic Of like players that got away But I don't mind it But I'm still looking for those tone-deaf things uh, That your club has done This is our own little light-hearted Some of you are taking it very serious But light-hearted tribute To the European Super League It barely got off the ground It was done and dusted um, Within the space of a week this is an absolutely mm. appropriate moment to say John McGinn. Oh, stop it! No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, no that's, oh, yeah. that's that one. That's too serious. You that's too serious. Come on, for a minute. I'm looking Grand for the son of a former chairman. I'm of the looking club. for the the wacky former season ticket holder at the club. Like Nico says, um, Fulham's Michael Jackson statue. He <laughs> he. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Oh. Is that why? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, he was a friend <laughs> Dodi Fayed Oh, so bizarre So, so bizarre Davey F says Holding a press conference in Baird's Bar Oh, I was there <laughs> I bet you were My mm. goodness uh, I think that was the week before I got thrown out of the Celtic Social Club Yeah, because I I, <laughs> I wondered if you If that was the one you got thrown no, out of No, no, I think I got thrown out of the, the week after Yeah, because uh, it was last order, Hugh <laughs> You've been thrown uh, out of better places in Baird's so That's uh, well, for sure Listen, Vida Reseth was sitting there and I've never seen a man look so puzzled by life. The surroundings. He's thinking, what, what? Douglas and Barnes. David. It? Yeah. David Friel sent us one in as well. Graham Sunnis signing George Weir's cousin Ali Dia <laughs> oh. for Southampton. Remember that? Oh, he yes. wasn't a player at all. Just convinced <laughs> him and he put him on, then he chopped him, didn't he, or something? A couple of minutes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, I thought he spent a sizable amount of minutes on though. Ah, uh, but five. No, no, no. It was more than that. <laughs> you sure? I'm sure it was. 
Oh. You remember Raphael with the unfortunate second name? Yep. He went to Celtic. I remember his debut. Uh, came on, Celtic were five up. Came on, central defence. Five minutes later, it was 5 2. <laughs> ah, here is here is a good one. Um, now it's an important time of the year as we we build up to elections, so just don't say anything you'll regret. Oh. Um, but Mark McMinn says letting George Galloway into Palmerston when fans are banned and expecting him not to turn into a PR does, that oh. was incredible this season. Remember that oh. lockdown restrictions, uppy pops at Palmerston, <laughs> bizarre, time, utterly the, bizarre. They're telling my George Galloway story. <laughs> you asked him for a what? lift. <laughs> no, we were in a taxi, but uh, did a, a live TV program with Kirsty Wark. Live, Ooh. this live TV. Name dropped now. And he ripped into me, and I ripped into him. And then, uh, when it was all over, he said to me, "Where are you going?" And I said, uh, "I'm going to meet my wife and my children, and have something to eat. I'll come with you." <laughs> That's right. I think he did. He, he joined you on the yeah, meal. We get bizarre. Very, very strange uh, What else have we got? We've got loads of, Loads Loads on here on Twitter uh, James Maguire I did say we were looking for the slightly tongue-in-cheek Stopping selling teddy bears pecora at Ibrox Shameful <laughs> He says I didn't know that nice. was a thing Was I it? I didn't even oh, know Teddy bear, like bears, uh, thing made of jazz burgers And Teddy bear pecora The full shoot match You'd have loved it I didn't know I'm with Gordon I didn't know that was a thing yeah, I, must that was, I was going back a few years that, ago That, that was. passed me by That's uh, I don't know if this is true at all TJ says that the village team FC Born in France Had their president suspended Because he bid for Messi When he was steaming If you're listening <laughs> hope, uh, <laughs> This will be the unlikeliest Defamation case ever When Super Scoreboard Gets contacted from this guy uh, Because we've spread False rumours about him But um, yeah, Sounds like Must deal. be bid I, I have no idea Anything <laughs> you want He was steaming <laughs> Daft Davy says Letting Mark Wilson Go to Hendrick Vets Was bad news <laughs> Oh no oh, Come on baby. Yeah let's not bring that oh, up again guys Come on Come on Come on I'm seeing the name Pedro Cachinha Pop up Very oh, yeah, often Yeah yeah Very very often um, Yeah I must admit Loads and loads But um I, I think even at that time, Gordon, we were all puzzled with that decision because we were all having to do our research where, where this guy had came from and what he'd done. And, you know, I think the majority of Rangers fans at that time was were thinking along the same lines and it proved to be the case. Standing in a bush, you know, outside. Mm. Ah, see, these are, these are too obvious. These are yeah. the serious, obvious ones. I'm looking... Some of you have You've really got times, you? the bit between your teeth here. Some of you have really, <laughs> really got it, what we're looking for, the madness. We like a bit of madness on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we got? Any goals going in? I don't think so. Hearts still 2 0 yeah. up. Are they comfortable? They had another opportunity at the back post there. Yeah, yeah, it was a golden opportunity and uh, they should do better. Unfortunately, um, they, they couldn't capitalise. They're cruising. This is what you want, though, Alex, in, on trophy day. Nice sunny day. Two up early in the game. Just strolling along as easy as you like. I like to see Suter back, Mark. You know, he's had such a terrible time with his uh, Achilles injuries and you know, almost a couple of years out. So. Great to see him back playing football. If he was fit, I think he would be well involved in that Scotland squad. I even would go as far as to say I think he would be at a, a higher club than Hearts. He's an outstanding player. I mean, he played at Ibrox, uh, centre half for me, Dundee United against Rangers in the Scottish Cup final. He was 17, I'm pretty sure he was 17 Semi-final, years old. was it? Semi-final, hmm. strolled it. They carry you. 
By the way, he, he did. Sure, yeah, he did. Mean, he's already leapfrogged his shell into the final. So hold on, no, no, because I, I do remember that day yeah. because Ryan Gold played as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Young kids, and that was obviously the headline. And what I did not know, you played centre half with John. No, Sutton no, I played day. right back. Oh, he right, played right, right, right centre right. half. Okay. So he, he played beside me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not joking. You think a young 17 year old centre half would be nervous? Full house at Ibrox. I mean, he takes chances anyway. He's never changed, you know, strolls out yeah. to the back, passes it. It was exactly the same that day, and what a talent he has. So good to see him back. Mark, you mentioned the boy uh, Gulder. Uh, he's actually starting to play some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. His numbers are very good in Portugal, uh, potentially getting a good move uh, at the end of the season. I think he's out of contract. How good was he then as a kid? Honestly, one of the best I'd ever seen uh, and came across. And I know you hear people at clubs say this all the time about young boys that come through the academy. Oh, he's great. I've never seen a player like him, uh, and they fall by the wayside. But he was, he was outstanding. I think he had to take the option, Alex, to to go to Portugal. Those offers don't come, uh, you know, around too often for Scottish players. But it's a tough gig going over there and try to break in. So I'm glad to see that he's he's now the captain over there. He's doing well, and you just wonder, uh, in the coming months, if he keeps that form up, would he be one that? Features further down the line For Scotland Euros yeah, Definitely yeah. not But maybe in a year or so time Will he be in the mix Hugh remind us of Your teaser please Yeah Since 1990 <laughs> Eight players Have played in a European Championship Or World Cup final And also played in Scotland At some point in their career Name them The most common wrong answer By a mile Is Claudio Canigia did not play in the final No That right So he's not on the list Forget Claudio Canidia Any other common wrong answers That we should be Advising Bruno Alves Not there Did not play in that final Giorgio Samaras Not there Did not play in that final either So those are your three most common wrong answers If you've got them Scrub it out And get something else in I think I've got five Mm. Guys Ah. five yeah Well we'll we'll see Yep 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 Think so Oh Jim Duffy Jim Duffy Jim Where's Duffy He's 5-1 Dumbarton nil. Aaron Dunsmore It's getting tensed down At the bottom mm. Of that division uh, You know we always say That the, the worldwide appeal Of this show Never yes. fails to surprise yeah. you This might be one of the <laughs> The most ridiculous yet Stephen McEwen's tweeted in He says Just your typical day in company I'm listening to Super Scoreboard on the beach there could be a DL joke here. Hakuna Matata from Zanzibar. Oh. And he sent a picture of his Clyde One app. Looks like a uh, refreshment, a wee speaker, and uh, pictures of the beach as well. Oh, Zanzibar. Hakuna Matata, as he said. So, yeah, yeah. why not? Watching too much Lion King. Absolutely. Which famous rock star was born in Zanzibar? Freddie. Correct. Freddie Mercury. Oh, there you oh, go. Yes. I was thinking of Zanzibar and Munro. Zanzibar and Gordon. Oh, you too young. So, sorry, did you <laughs> remember that, Gordon? You're old enough to be my yeah. granddad. How am I supposed to remember that? Right, we've got another one of these, do we? Goal yes. flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. What do they say about Edinburgh buses? Is that the same thing? Hearts three, Inverness nil. Gary Mackay, Stephen, with his second. He's been waiting a long time to try and make an impact in front of goal. And he's got two this afternoon Not clever oh. Def- oh my goodness oh Alex Ray Hugh Keevans Howler of the week Get Call off the competition uh, Monday yeah. night It's already sorted for you It's a long clearance From Craig Gordon yeah. The Inverness back line Do not deal with the, the flick on From Nondule Which is a shame That he has to Start the game on a booking For wearing the, the gloves On a day like this 
Um, but I yeah, would not said the shocker, Huni. Yeah, I, I would oh. like to be that guy going in to beat Neil McCann at half time. Mm. Yeah. See if you didn't know better, you'd think Inverness had nothing to play for here, oh. and they were on their holidays. But you know, still plenty at stake for them. But you're right, uh, you're going in meet Neil McCann, Dodgy. Yeah, yeah. Neil, Neil is not a man to take this first half philosophically. Put it that way. Oh, I get it now. Stephen McEwen sent me a video now from the beach. Um, of, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on, come on. What's right, I get the. I get it now because he sent. I'm turning your mic off first. I'm turning all your mics off. He's sent a video of crabs and he's saying he's trying to make some sort of Gordon DL joke because there's crabs on the beach, wildlife on on the beach. So we'll just we'll just move. Swiftly on I'm not a chance We can Go near that So keep your answers Coming into the teaser as well I told you some Common wrong ones Um, Kanija Alves Samaras Uh, Please don't forget them Um, Is that one there Gordon? Just out of curiosity uh, Bottom? No No the second bottom one I gave you Is that one? That that is one yeah Yeah correct Thank you I don't think Mm. so it's amazing where people listen to this show from, isn't it? Oh, I've got someone listening from the Netherlands, I'm not saying Holland, because oh, I lost him the here we, go, here we go. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Partick Thistle one, Airdrie nil, and it's Brian Graham. Could that be one of the big goals that moves Thistle towards winning the League One title? And in terms of teams trying to join the top flight, Dundee are 2 0 up on Wraith Rovers. Liam Fontaine with the goal. You talk about fate. Brian Graham Midweek At Dumbarton I've seen the video How he stayed on the park Is unbelievable He should have been off Got a yellow Instead of a red And There he is Is Pops that the Toy today. Story guy That Mark keeps giving yeah. Is that Yeah, yeah. Woody? Is that, is that him? <laughs> Toy Story yeah. guy <laughs> He's not actually in it But he does <laughs> He does resemble Woody Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brian's yeah. a great big guy He's, he's had his tough times In his career But uh, Good to see him At Thistle Scoring goals uh, see if you go back about six, seven weeks ago, everybody was saying that Partick Thistle oh, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. What, what an unbelievable run! I think that'll be five wins in the bounce if they but win I think today. The, the real advantage they have is the full time aspect. You there know, are the, a few clubs in yeah, their full time. Falkirk, but you know, the are sort of a hybrid. But when you go to a Dumbarton, you know, yeah. at this stage, Dumbarton are on their knees, and uh, Thistle got the two nothing victory there. Mark, you're getting an education here. Write this down so you don't make a fool of yourself again in the future. Stephen okay. says Tanzania speaks Swahili, and that's where Hakuna Matata comes from. Oh, right. Okay, so Timon and Pumbaa were from right. there. So it's right, got nothing okay. to do with sitting watching too much. Lion King. Lion King. Right, okay. <laughs> now I know. Right. I, I did ask for this, to be fair now, because some of these I don't even know if they're real. And I'm going to need to get producer Dan on the case. Alistair Morton says, What about the proposal to rename Sterling Albion as the Sterling Meerkats? Surely not Is that past me He's by? made up He's made up <laughs> In conjunction with Blair Drum and Safari Park <laughs> Just round the corner Surely not Surely Pro- uh, Producer Dan's nodding It was a sponsorship Yeah but There we go I live to be educated 2010 Some sort cats. Oh wow um, Biscuit Brownies Again I don't remember this He says Rangers at a point in time Got involved in some sort of Formula 1 rip off Back in 2008 And he has indeed Sent me a picture of Nacho Novo Sitting inside Formula 1 car oh, Formula 1 Formula 3 car remember I don't know what, what it would be I don't remember Oh let's see that I don't remember uh, no, that But there the we car. go um, Always Like to be educated That's why we do these things Here's a bro Pull one back Gordon 2-1 now For Ford and Femlin. 
Jack Hamilton. Robbie Nielsen getting a little lecture from the referee at Tynecastle. Uh, you think it free up? Yeah, he'd, he'd be a bit calmer, a bit cheerful. I think uh, it's just when you get a bad decision, regardless of the result, you still get a wee bit animated. Robbie seems though to be carrying the weight of the world on oh. his shoulders just now for some reason. I was saying before the show. Uh, oh, I both mean, have equalised. Yep. Did you, did you give me that one as well? No. No, I didn't. Just have equalised. Yeah, them yeah. Oh, two <laughs> or both two. <laughs> I'm just saying that just because uh, you know Robbie you know you'd read him in the paper I get that his pressure being the heart's boss and uh, and he's came under fire from the fans but just like to see him with a smile on his face every now and then his team are, are going to lift the trophy he's got the premiership next year to look forward to I dare say he will have a good budget to work with if he can shift some players on players will want to play for hearts it's looking bright <coughs> for hearts How's this for a, a history lesson? Remember this? And I, oh, I had forgotten some of the detail. Callum Brown says, Livingston under the Masoni regime. Deary me. Oh, yeah. Sold sold 15% sell-on clauses on the cheap for Graham Dorans and Robert Snodgrass. Oh, dear. And the Italians kept the money for themselves. Both players moved around down south in multi-million pound deals. Administration followed, he says. Uh-huh. And he's, he is quite right. And... Uh, Daniel McGeoch He's casting the net far And he says Is this daft enough? And he sent me an article Greek Super League suspended After team owner Invades pitch With a gun Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember that Daz? No. It was a couple of seasons ago yeah. Me. Sure. Yeah. Daz I tell you that a daft one I've just uh, sprung to mind At Airdrie Just as I was leaving They struck up a sponsorship And they had it on the back of their shirts You remember that? You mm. must have been part of that He, he signed it He, he what, probably it? signed the deal what, what, what Hole masters Oh yeah, yeah, and no. that was I. I looked at that and thought that must be a wind up. Yeah, that's that's true. You must have been part of that. No, I was in the studio when that was going. <laughs> <down. laughs> yeah, didn't look good. Some brilliant ones coming in. I must admit, you lot are outstanding at coming up with these on Twitter. Really, really good stuff. Uh, Scotland not picking Naomi says degenerate. Yeah, yeah, very good. Not we're not falling for that one. Uh, Snooker Loopy, what about when Thistle gave their man of the match a free pizza? Connor Salmon was ecstatic. Remember that there was a sponsorship with uh, Pizza Express, and uh, the man of the match used to keep giving a pizza, pizza as he's coming off the pitch. And of course, maybe you've got beat, but you still get the man of the match. Oh, and Connor Salmon's face says it all. You know that that twelve-inch meat feast ain't doing him any favours, regardless of. <laughs> How enjoyable it is He's had a bad afternoon On the pitch And uh, funnily enough Right I rem- The reason I remember That sponsorship deal Not for fond memories Partick Thistle A couple of times a season Would hold their press conferences In a Pizza Express Brilliant wow. You turn up there Alan Archibald Who's injured Great Thanks for that And then you get a wee bit Of free pizza oh, On the side winner. And it's so keen To get there one day I, I got I went, well it's debatable I don't think I went through the red light but the officer clearly thinks I did and uh, I remember it three points on the licence fine did he do you? going to Pizza Express on was it Byers Road maybe up to Charing Cross through the I maintain to this day did obviously. you actually say to the mm. copper say listen I've got a big, I've got a big, a big pizza go I've got a free pizza yeah. surely he's going to let you after that I can't honestly no it's understanding in this world Oh, Cove have equalised Leighton McIntosh 36 minutes on the clock That is a big goal Falkirk 1, Cove 1 Remember They're both chasing The title Along with Partick Thistle So Partick Thistle fans You may well celebrate that goal And hope that it, it stays there A strange time to get rid of The management team at Falkirk yeah, Get into their playoffs weird. I mean Gary Holt's a good guy He's taken over uh, Temporarily uh, Vastly experienced In coaching As well as playing Gary uh, But 
Yeah, you're two points off the leaders. Probably, probably that's why they've made the decision, Hugh. You've got a guy with experience, a guy sitting up the stairs. It's not like you can go and start looking for a new manager to come in if you want to change things, freshen up, a new voice in the dressing room. Gary's there, he's experienced, he's a safe Why would you hands. change it though? Why would you change it? I, I mean, manager of the month was a. Was yeah, that nine days ago, before? Yeah. Or not, something like that They got sacked Incredible I, I, I agree Mark I, I don't think they should have Especially at this time But what I'm saying is Because Gary's sitting there With experience I think it's a A decision that It's quite It's made easier for them Did you ever think of uh, Bullet in the ball Never, never, never Coming in and taking his spot No no, no, he, no. Li- he liked the studio Too much Alex See when they gave up The warmth of this room I was too loyal to that man That's my problem <laughs> And I suffer to this day <laughs> Reminders of your question please Hugh Since 1998 Players have played in a European Championship or World Cup Final and also played In Scotland at some point in their Career right, This you is your a... Three minute warning I think We'll round it off just before uh, Half time so get your answers into At Clyde SSB I don't know why I feel like the Stirling Meerkats is one of my Favourites <laughs> out of these it's, um, it's just jumping out at me uh, keep them coming at Clyde SSB. I'm just because obviously some people, are, you know, that's part of the world. Take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah of course. Relax, like, boys. The like sun's the, out. We like the funny ones, you know. We like we like the funny ones. The the madness. I mean, well, there is a bit of a serious one. Aaron says giving Brian Rice a new contract when we are <clears throat> deep in a relegation battle, sitting bottom of the league. Well, we never know. He might might yet. Um, Still a few uh, games to go to turn that around, haven't they? Ross County, do, do they play them the next game after tomorrow? Was oh. it the, the next game? The midweek game, Hugh? Yeah. I think they have to go up to Ross County. That'll, that'll be the deciding factor. Chris, Chris Riordan says, Not my club, but Palermo owner Maurizio Zamperini went through 40 managers in 16 years. Wow. Apparently. That's quite something. Clyde Banks proposed move to Dublin or the redevelopment of Hamden, says Francesco on Twitter. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I'm not sure who was in charge of the bankies then. Fraser will remember. I think it might have been David Lowe. Uh, and uh, they were... Around flou- 2000? No, before then? Floundering at the time, Mark. You know, and it, uh, They were trying everything and anything. And Fraser came in and played for the club and finished it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh brilliant To be fair that's honest <laughs> <laughs> Any more goals going in Anything we've missed It is the business end of the season After all um, I always tell you about players That we perhaps know up here Yeah Colin Kazim Richards Remember him He scored for yes. Derby They need a result They've taken the lead against Birmingham um, Someone can check this out for me Because I noticed a tweet I think David Marshall's been dropped For that game oh. I think someone tweeted me about it Let's double check that Before I spread lies um, That's a concern, Gordon. You know, if he yep. doesn't play going into the Euros, do you then go to uh, John McLaughlin? Yeah, he's on the bench. Or, no, Craig, Gordon, or Craig, Gordon, Craig Gordon would yeah. be next in line, wouldn't he? I mean, David Marshall will always have that special place in everyone's hearts because Absolutely. of the penalty shootout. Um, but you know, what are we? Twenty fourth of April. You know, we don't play uh, the first Euro tie until June, so it's a bit early to get. Panic stricken about anything. I, I just mean in the next three or four weeks, you you know, when the season yeah, wrapping season's up. nearly done, yeah. Yeah. That r- reminds me of the caller last night wanting to ask Alan McGregor the question. Oh. 
you said you you thought that was yeah. unlikely. I, I, I just think that Alan McGregor is the type of person uh, who will say, "Look, I made my decision. I'm sticking to it." And I also think at the end of a season in which he has been brilliant for Rangers, he wants a full summer break because next season could very well be his last season. So I don't think he'd be interested. I don't think he'd be interested either. You, you know, he's just signed that year-long extension. He's into his 40th year. Dazzler, I don't see him mm. having the no, desire to go away. I agree. I, I think Hughes put it perfectly there with the fact that after a long season, what he's achieved, a bit of a rest, get yourself organised for looking forward to another season. So, no, I don't think he'd be A Champions League season for him. Yeah. You know, so uh, he's going to go out on a high. Um, I just don't think he's the sort of guy. I mean, as what was your philosophical phrase? Look to don't the look future. back. Not the past. It wasn't yeah. that good, to be fair. Yeah, it was. Everybody's using it now. It's out there. <laughs> it's, it's up trending. there. With, it was actually up there with Aristotle. It's trending. Oh, yeah. It's up there with Martin Luther King. I have a dream. And, you know, it, it, <laughs> the Dazzlers moved into a whole different territory. <laughs> uh, just oh, before the halftime whistles start going, still looking for your tone deaf. Uh, decisions by your club on the back of this European Super League. Aaron Kelly says, "What about Partick Thistle's half and half strip? You seen that? It's half, you know, half black and then half the traditional colours." Oh. Did you, you remember the one that was uh, was it full of like, Iron Brew kind of gig? As oh, well? Queens Park have Queens got that. Park, yeah. Queens Park. Oh, that was a bit ropey for me. Yeah, that, but. It, that's almost so novelty that I think it's worked. Do you know what I mean? They'll, yeah, I they, mean they, yeah. they'll have sold more of them than they probably would. No, I get it, but it still doesn't make it look nice. <laughs> What's that? They, they dodgy football taps it. You oh, know. this is controversial. I thought people loved this guy. The Red Sarge says, as a Thistle fan, Kingsley. Oh, he's got to go. Oh, yeah. He's the oh, worst looking mascot in the planet. Ah, but, yeah. but think about it. The fact that we even talk about the Partick Thistle mascot, does mm-hmm. that not mean that it was it's publicity? Yeah, it's working. Yeah, he's been on national I mean, TV. I've I've seen him on yeah, I've seen him on prime time TV before. Is down it? in England as well. He's famous. I mean, Gordon, you would have been heartbroken when they decided to put down Claret and Amber and replace them with Steelman. But have you, have you come? Yeah. Have you come to love Steelman now? Is that <laughs> what was the one before? Claret, Claret and, and Amber. Amber, two bears. Two bears. They merged. Ah, right. Became Steelman. Steelman. <laughs> I'm I'm delighted you're here to give me that information. I didn't know that. Um, but are you really that bored about Klingsman? Who was it? John Klingsman. You're Klingsman. He's called him Klingsman. Kingsley. 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 You're a Motherwell fan, or two Motherwell fans here. Who would, what was the time John Boyle came down to remonstrate with, with Craig someone? Brown after yeah. an Aberdeen game? Because yeah. Craig oh, Brown had been. I remember that. Ah, that was fine. That wasn't. That was brilliant. <laughs> box office. I look back at that with fond memories <laughs> when the, he, Craig Brown came back as Aberdeen manager yeah, yeah. and John Boyle just wanted to go and have a wee words with him right. after after the game. Ah, no, no, harm, no, harm done. Of crazy decisions. What about the the one down south, Delia Smith? Remember yes. her? Come oh, on, that's the brilliant. No, 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 that's brilliant. Wow, no, let's be having you. You've you've got the wrong end of the stick here I'm looking for tone deaf This is brilliant Um, The time Dumbarton sacked the mascot They imaginatively named Pelly the Elephant For exposing his elephant bottom After provocation from the Morton fans In a highly charged derby game Says Scott Connie It's uh, half time at Tynecastle Let's get the story with Fraser 
Hearts 3, Inverness Caledonian Thistle, nil. a real stroll in the Tynecastle sunshine, an excellent attacking performance by Hearts, and to be honest with you, they could have been further ahead as Inverness Cali's playoff hopes hang by a thread, although Cali did actually start fairly brightly, and in the first minute, a clever corner on the right-hand side, and Sean Welsh cut the ball back to Scott Allen, who rifled a shot inches over the bar from the edge of the box, and after that, Cali had a couple of other great crosses, which were dealt well with by the Hearts defence, but the sixth minute, the, the opener came and it was Gary Mackay Stephen who's been excellent throughout he cut in from the right hand side lovely first touch past a tackle and then dummy to shoot to the goalkeeper's right but shot low to the goalkeeper's left into the corner of the net 2-0 on 9 minutes Aaron McEnough picked up the ball on the edge of the box from Gary Mackay Stephen so a position to first goal his low shot was deflected and this time beat Bridgers again low to his left big striker Armand Ondwee then missed a good chance in 19 minutes a really good free kick to the left hand side by Andy Haldy with pace and he's in a good position Ondwee but he headed over the bar when he really should have scored and then the big striker somehow didn't get a touch to a John Suter cross at the back post I felt he should have got a touch to the ball and he could have slid in but he stood as the ball drifted out for a goal kick Hearts moving the ball well very comfortable Cali looking a bit disheartened now after that bright start in the 30 minutes they did get a shot on target Daniel Mackay tested Craig Gordon from the edge of the box that was the first shot on target for some time but that led to Hearts third goal when Craig Gordon just thumped the ball up the park and he flicked it on as Robbie Dees and Mark Ridgers in the goal hesitated Gary Mackay Stephen nipped in to lift the ball over the goalkeeper and walk it into the back of the net interesting time for the second half can Hearts keep up the tempo and the attacking intent but you can't see any way back for Invest Cali Thistle their only hope for the playoffs is that Broth can take something up at Dunfermline half time at Tynecastle Hearts 3 Inverness Caledonian Thistle nil. let's stay in the championship Air United Queen of the South Roger Hanna United nil, Queen of the South nil at half time, a decent first half and relegation threatened air have had the best of it, they just can't find a way past Rowan Ferguson in the Queen's goal Luke McCown created the best chance early on after 16 minutes of ball into Mark McKenzie for an angled shot across the face of goal, then moments later McCown again a central figure cut in from the right side of the box but his left foot shot was just too high to trouble Ferguson, McCown again off target after a good ball into the box but a left back Patrick Redding moments later as David Hopkins really making all the running at this stage Michael Moffat, he was next to threaten he cut the ball back into the path of McKenzie but he mishit the shot and it trundled wide of Ferguson's right hand post as he pushed forward, Queen's centre half Reese Breen went into Nick Walsh's book for a foul away in the right hand side to break up another air attack, Queen's hardly seen as an attacking force but after 32 minutes Stephen Doby, the wily old veteran had a 20 yard shot well saved down to his left by PJ Morrison in the air goal, they are soon back in the attack though Moffat had a shot blocked on the edge of the 6 yard lane after a quick free kick and Joe Chalmers next to thread with a shot from just outside the box well held by goalkeeper Ferguson here then in a penalty claim waved away just moments before half time ball in the box at look to strike Ewan East on the hand referee Walsh clearly believing the hand was down by his side and it was accidental here looking for a breakthrough but they're pushing hard in United nil Queen of the South nil let's go into the big game in League 1 Partick Thistle against Airdrie and speak to David Friel Half time at Firhill, Gordon, and it's Partick 1, Airdrie 0. The League, League, League 1 leaders are well in command, and if it wasn't for Airdrie keeper Max Curry, it would be a lot more. This will have completely dominated to continue their good form. They're chasing a fifth successive win, and well on their way to getting that just now. Brian Graham headed over the bar after just 10 seconds, and that was a sign of things to come. They've really laid siege to the Airdrie goal. Scott Tiffany are playing uh, and Joel Cardler are playing in the other wing. And it's a real, a real throwback to see two wingers, two strikers, and having a real goal. 
Curry made a stunning double save from Brian Graham and Zach Grudden after the edges were cut open and then the opener eventually arrived in 31 minutes. Shea Gordon's header hit the bar and Graham was on hand to steer it over the line from 6 yards. Grudden was clean through, could have made it 2-0 but Max Curry again made the save to keep Airdrie in it. This was a really good value for the leading with Cove and Falkirk drawn over in Falkirk. You know it's a big 45 minutes coming up in terms of the title race. Half-time, part at 1, Airdrie 0. We're going to do the half-time scores and I'll give you the answers to the teaser and announce the winner next. Scottish football's lead leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Halftime scores in the Scottish Championship: Air United nil, Queen of the South nil, Hearts three, Inverness Caledonian Thistle nil, Dunfermline two, Arbroath two, Morton nil, Alloa nil, and Dundee two, Wraith Rovers nil. In League One, East Fife one, Dumbarton nil, Falkirk one, Cove one, Partick Thistle one, Airdrie nil, and Peterhead nil. Clyde nil in Scottish League 2 Albion Rovers nil Annan nil Edinburgh City nil Stirling Albion 1 And Stenhouse Muir nil Cowdenbeath nil I'll finish off just with the English Premier League Full time score from earlier on Liverpool 1 Newcastle 1 And that is your lot at the moment Hugh Keevans Shall we do the winners of the first half teaser? Why not? The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Since 1998 Players have played in a European Championship Or World Cup Final And also played in Scotland At some point in their career They are Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Juninho Stefan Givarsh, Takis Fisas, Brian Loudrup, Andy Tom, Reno Gattuso, and Edson Braffite. Unbelievable effort from so many of you out there. Takis Fisas, if you got that, former Hearts player, that is outstanding. Various others on there as well. Loads of right answers, but the fastest three as follows St. Anthony's FC, Hugh, your old pals ah, there, there in third the fastest. As well done, the McKenna. KP Jer in second place. And the winner of the first half teaser was Jay McCormack. We'll have a Who Am I in the second half. And the second halves are coming up next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.